Young Women, The Beauty of Feminine Modesty, a conference given by Julianne Hartman at the Fatima Center's first International Youth Conference in Buffalo, New York, on September 16, 2018. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Good afternoon, ladies. I am delighted to be here this weekend to speak to you about modesty, femininity, and how our beautiful role as women is reflected in our appearance, actions, and behavior. What does it mean to be modest? How do we behave in a feminine manner? Why is it important and necessary? As a single woman, you should dress attractively and modestly and behave with grace and dignity in order to attract a good man to be your husband. As a married woman, you should dress attractively and develop your feminine qualities and your skills in order to please your husband. Regardless of your season of life, modesty and femininity influence everything from your relationships to how you are treated at work and even within your own family. Purity comes from humility. We can always improve ourselves. We can always start fresh. So I ask that you keep an open mind and an open heart over the next hour as we explore the beauty of feminine modesty. Ask yourself, how does this apply to me? How can I improve in this area? And please do take notes and discuss what I talk about in this presentation. Discuss it with your new friends over the next day and a half. Our Lady of Fatima said in 1917 that more souls go to hell because of sins of the flesh than for any other reason. That's a really, really big thought. Many immodest fashions will be introduced that will offend God. She's talking about all of the fashions that have come about in the last hundred years. St. John Bosco also, in his dreams and his visions of hell, Many of his boys were in hell because of sins of the flesh. It's one of the main causes why people are ending up, souls are ending up in hell. St. Augustine said, Chastity, or cleanness of heart, holds a glorious and distinguished place among the virtues because she alone enables man to see God. Hence, truth itself said, Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. St. John Bosco, regarding purity, said, Holy purity, the queen of virtues, the angelic virtue, is a jewel so precious that those who possess it become like the angels of God in heaven, even though clothed in mortal flesh. So, what is modesty? Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Modesty, in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is described as propriety in dress, speech, or conduct. Modesty is so much more than just what we wear. It's how we walk, it's how we talk, it's how we interact with people. It's how you present yourself, how you move your body. Your speech, behavior, and manner of dressing all express who you are as a person. When you walk in a room, 
and meet someone for the first time their first impression of you will be lasting it will never change so what do you want them to think and feel about you as a catholic lady as soon as you walk in a room that is immediate and that will be lasting that impression that they receive modesty is a guard of purity it upholds respect respect yourself know your worth keep veiled that which should be hidden women should never be an occasion of sin for a man if your clothing choice causes another to sin it's a sin for you to wear it we're going to explore all of these later you can think of modesty as classiness and if we want to change anything in our lives our first step is to want to change so let's think about how we can have this desire to restore purity to our culture and modesty to our everyday wear it goes hand in hand with high society with intelligence class and refinement let's all try to be a high quality woman we want to attract high quality friendships and relationships and live a high quality life st john chrysostom said you carry your snare everywhere and spread your nets in all places you allege that you never invited others to sin you did not indeed by your words but you have done so by your dress and your deportment as women it's hard to understand men's struggle with purity they have a very real struggle with purity that we don't have to completely understand but we do have to know that it's there and we have to respect it and modify our dressing to help them be charitable towards men in our dress in the garden of eden adam and eve after the apple Eve suddenly had this sense of shame. They ran to the bushes, they covered their nakedness. God himself gave them clothing. God himself wants us to clothe our bodies. Actually, I've talking to quite a number of young men about modesty recently, and Catholic young men are very um they're very uncomfortable when women walk in we as women often think that we have to show a bit more skin in order to be attractive we really want to be accepted it's part of our nature to want to be attractive we love beauty we get more immediate attention from men by showing a bit more skin being a little bit immodest but men themselves really really appreciate a beautifully dressed woman who is modest they can be themselves they describe themselves as being a better man they're inspired by this love and admiration for this woman and these are the women that they want to choose a wife from is a woman who walks in sure of her worth dresses beautifully and is not making him question whether he's going to be having impure thoughts he's just full of respect and love and he's comfortable and it's just it's the way we have to go women we care so much about how we're perceived we long to be admired and attractive to men but as i said men feel more comfortable around modestly dressed women 
St. Alphonsus Liguri said, we must practice modesty, not only in our looks, but also in our whole deportment, and particularly in our dress, our walk, our conversation, and all similar actions. This is where femininity comes in. What is femininity? It's described as a gentle, tender quality found in a woman's appearance, manner, and nature. So we notice a pattern here. All of these quotes about women's appearance and modesty includes her manner of speaking, her manner of behavior, and her feminine nature, and not just dress. Femininity is soft, delicate, gentle, sweet, and we have respect for masculinity. We're not trying to fight men. We are women. We have all these great qualities as women. Let's use them. And you can use them to work alongside men. We don't have to develop masculine qualities. We're going to try. Everyone is different within your own personality. How can you be, come across as more soft? What about your hairstyle? How about your tone of voice? What about your clothing choices? We don't want to be harsh and angular. We want to be soft. Gentle, everyone will do this in a different way. Sweet, when talking to people, even if we have to give criticism, we can always be sweet in our delivery. We want to accentuate the differences rather than the similarities between ourselves and men. Femininity awakens masculinity, admiration, and love in men. Men love women. They don't want a woman that's another one of the guys. They want a woman who they can admire, protect, love, always be fascinated by her differences to him. Outer femininity is dress, behavior, and speech. So outer femininity is what we're working on with modesty as well. Inner femininity, which is within us all, is our nature and our feminine role. Father was saying this morning regarding vocations, most ladies in this room will end up being wives, mothers. Some may be nuns or sisters. Some may be single in the world. Depending on your feminine role, you want to bring femininity to that role, regardless of what it is. Masculine nature includes a desire to care for and protect. Welcome the help of men. Ask their advice. Allow their protection. And express appreciation. A man I know was at work and he held the door open for a woman who was coming into the building. And she turned to him and said, I don't need you to open the door for me. And she walked past. And he wasn't holding it open to imply that she was weak. He was holding it open out of respect for her. And he was extremely wounded because it's part of his masculine nature to want to respect this woman. It's part of his nature to want to care for her, to open the door, to show her that respect. And when she squashed on that attempt of his, he was very crushed and he was very offended. It's part of our wonderful feminine nature to have this immense capacity to care, to love, and to nurture. 
We have the ability to bear children. It's quite unreal to think that we can, with God and our husband, bring a child into this world. It's beautiful. We have the qualities, the skills, to provide a home that's full of love, warmth, and comfort. We nurture and protect life from the beginning stages. Part of feminine nature includes this instinct to pass on values, morals, culture, and skills to the next generation. We have a great capacity for empathy, compassion, creativity, imagination. As women, we love culture. We love beauty, harmony. In all of our senses, we love hearing beautiful things, seeing beautiful things, touching beautiful things, smelling the aromas of beautiful things. We receive great joy in helping others. We feel great joy in companionship. Women love being parts of clubs together, talking after mass, having a friendship circle. It's part of our nature to love and look for companionship. St. Philip Neri said, Humility is the safeguard of chastity. In the matter of purity, there is no greater danger than not fearing the danger. For my part, when I find a man secure of himself and without fear, I give him up for lost. I am less alarmed for one who is tempted and who resists by avoiding the occasions than for one who is not tempted and is not careful to avoid occasions. When a person puts himself in an occasion saying, I shall not fall, it is an almost infallible sign that he will fall and with great injury to his soul. From this, we can think of the way we dress. It would be very foolish of us to say, I don't have to worry about how I'm dressed. I'm not causing another to sin. We don't know that. We have to, out of charity, make sure that we are properly dressed. We will talk later about how we should dress. But out of charity, it's so important for us to consider those around us, the men who are looking at us. We may not think that we are significant. We may think we walk through our day and nobody really looks at us, but people, everybody notices. Men especially are very visual. They take one look up, see who you are, make a judgment of their first impression of you, look away. If you were dressed immodestly, they may look away and walk away with impure temptations later on. Some modesty guidelines. We should avoid short skirts and dresses, especially short skirts and dresses with heels on top of that. We should avoid tight clothing, high slits. We should avoid tight jeans and yoga pants in our everyday wear. Before leaving home, bend over in front of a mirror. That's a great way to check your top and also your skirt length. It may be to your knee or a bit past your knee, but as soon as you bend over, up goes the skirt and you bend over a lot during the day. So that's a big one to check as well. Is your top revealing? Does the back of your skirt ride up? And do you need a slip? 
Maybe put a mirror in front of some natural light from the window and just check and see if your skirt is really thin material, you may need a second layer, a slip. Or if your skirt is clingy material, it may be a beautiful length but very clingy material that when you walk catches every single curve of your body, that wouldn't be considered modest. We should strive to be more than a woman. We should strive to be ladies. St. Jerome said, Either we must speak as we dress or dress as we speak. Why do we profess one thing and display another? A lady is put together. She's well-dressed. She's well-groomed. She is polite. She's confident, refined in social interactions, kind and considerate always. She sticks to her values. This goes back to know yourself, know your values, stick to them, respect yourself. She respects herself and she respects others. She respects the men around her. She listens. It's not all about ourselves. It's very important to listen to all those in our lives around us every day. And a lady speaks audibly with a pleasant tone of voice. She is positive. Positive people draw people towards themselves. A negative person repels them away. A lady is put together, confident, beautiful, sticks to her values, knows who she is, she's positive. When you are a lady, you're able to help other people because you are out of your own head, you're out of your own concerns, you're able to step out and help others. Look for friendships that encourage beauty, virtue, excellence, and purity. Surround yourself with people who encourage you to be better, who help you develop new skills and learn new things. Dress your womanly body in a dignified way. This one is important. You don't want to cover too much or too little. It's about finding the balance. We don't want to walk around in shapeless sacks. We want to be attractive. We want to be beautiful. We don't want to cover too much. That is not modesty. We don't want to cover too little. That is sinful. We want always to dress well and attractively. Think of the way that you dress as being an outward expression of your hidden soul and your character. This goes back to finding your values and sticking to them. As Catholic women, what do we believe? How are we going to show that in that three-second first impression that we make on every single person we walk past every day. Dress in such a way that defends virtue. Know your worth. You know who you are. You know what you believe. You know what you have to offer. You are valuable. Show yourself the consideration of waiting for real friendships and real relationships that will encourage you to grow and better yourself and be stronger in your faith. If you have friendships 
that are creating a lot of conflict and causing you to constantly question your faith, then you should question that friendship. The same goes for relationships. If you're in an unhealthy relationship, get out of it, run. Wait for a really good man who will value you because you value yourself and are dressing modestly and portraying that and helping others. Be a lady. Always know your crowd and be appropriate. Oftentimes, I've done a lot of traveling and I attend a lot of Catholic events and it's surprising the number of Catholic young women who decide to wait for a parish picnic or a parish wedding or something to do with their parish to come out with all their scandalous clothing and they dress really nicely day to day and then you see them at one party and you think, what are you doing? Know your crowd, be appropriate, especially if um, 80% of the time you're dressing quite nicely. Why would you come out at that event dressed that way? Keep Mary as your guide and your inspiration. If you, in your prayer, ask Mary to be your guide, to give you a great sense of modesty and chastity, and you really try to follow the rules of modesty, you will be dressing beautifully. You won't have to worry about dressing immodestly. She will guide you. Modesty in language. Filthy talk makes us feel comfortable with filthy action. But the one who knows how to control the tongue is prepared to resist the attacks of lust. I find that a very powerful quotation. Filthy talk makes us comfortable with filthy action. Never ever speak with coarse language. Don't crack lewd or suggestive jokes. Be polite and courteous. Never be rude. Be tactful when dealing with conflict. We all have conflict every single day. Think of ways that you can be tactful when dealing with this. Still being polite, still being kind. We still want to be a lady. How can we deal with this conflict in a tactful way that won't cause a huge rift with the person that we are in conflict with? It may just be a bad mood that this person has. We don't need them to be our enemy for the rest of time. It can just think of ways that we can tactfully deal with this conflict. Refrain from spreading vicious gossip. Always be genuine. It's always nice when meeting someone new to think of a genuine compliment that you can give them. Don't just compliment and flatter them in an attempt to build a friendship. It's wonderful to give compliments and I think it's an art that we should all develop, but always be genuine. Always compliment on something that you genuinely admire. Words are very powerful. Be selective in the ones that you use. At the end of his life, St. John Bosco said that as a child, a man had spoken impurely in front of him, and those words burned in his brain until the day he died. He could never get rid of them. Be careful what words you use. I'm sure you can all think of a conversation you may have overheard as a child. It stays with you. Be conscious of who is in the room when you're talking. Be conscious of what words you are using. They will stay with your listener. As women, we have so many talents and skills. 
Natural talents include multitasking, communication, we are very detail-oriented, web thinking, which means that we, when making a decision, consider many options all over the place, whereas men, when they're making a decision, see the end goal, very linear, women are, oh, all these things that they're thinking about, web thinking, that's a skill that we have. We are very emotional. That's a good thing. We have great people skills. We're very nurturing. We're very in tune with our senses, what we see, hear, smell, taste. And we are pretty good at long-term thinking and planning. Those are all of our natural talents and skills. I'm sure the list could go on and on and on. Acquired skills are things like cooking, sewing, music, art, accounting, gardening, riding on horses. Any skill that is studied and practiced is acquired. We should acquire many skills. Keep on acquiring skills. Talk to the other ladies here. If someone is doing something that sounds pretty interesting to you, Look into learning it for yourself. Always acquire skills. Always strive for excellence. Always strive to be the next level. <laughs> Cooking and baking is a wonderful skill. <laughs> Some things to think about. In the opera rehearsal world, they have a saying that to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late, and to be late is unacceptable. If you show up for rehearsal on time, you are considered late, you will not be hired. This, I think, can be applied to many different situations and scenarios. Your job, respect for other people's time. If you plan to meet a friend for breakfast at 10 o'clock, be there for sure by 10 o'clock but it's better to be there, five or ten in that case, minutes early. Respect people's time. It's very, very important. Always dress well. This is a theme that keeps coming back. We are judged immediately on our presentation, and that will often determine our future interactions at work, school, and our relationships. If you show up for a job interview and you are dressed in an unclassy way or not in a business attire or immodestly actually would apply to this case for business interviews and high society things we are always dressed modestly we would never show up in a low cut top or short skirt for a job interview so the way that we as Catholic women want to dress every day is classy, it is refined we want to show up for a job interview dressed this way if not, you will vary. The chances are very, very small that you would get that job. Plus, for those of you who are single, you never know when you will meet your future husband. Don't leave the house if you're all grungy and gross. What if you ran into him and he looked right past you because he wasn't impressed with what he saw? Always leave the house looking presentable. You never know who you will run into. Being a feminine and modest lady is a lifestyle choice. It takes practice. It takes time to ingrain it into our behavior pattern. So go slowly, take it one step at a time. 
be forgiving of yourself if you make a mistake. Take a day off now and then, but it does take practice. It won't just happen overnight because you want it to. Surprisingly, the best way to start being a lady is at home and in your own kitchen. It's how you treat yourself. Prepare yourself full meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with healthy quality ingredients. Healthy quality ingredients. Don't be afraid of fattening ingredients. Instead, cut out needless snacks and munchies. Don't be afraid of putting a little bit of butter on your bread. Instead, cut out the bag of cheesies that you eat after lunch. Sit down when you eat. Sit down at a table, especially when you're out in public, if you're at the mall or on the go. Take the time to sit down and actually eat slowly and enjoy what you are eating. Don't eat in the car. Eat slowly, enjoy the flavors. Do include dessert, but not sugary sweets throughout the day. Always drink lots and lots of water. Your skin, your organs, your voice will thank you. This is one of my favorites. Consider making a playlist of classical music to play during your meal or while you're preparing your meal or while you're dressing in the morning. It elevates your mind. You think of peace and beauty. You can have the time to collect your thoughts and it's very, very classy. YouTube is very easy to make playlists on that you can play later and you can make them private so only you can see them and then you simply have to go and play your playlist of beautiful classical music as you get ready in the morning as a classy lady. Gain peace of mind through a morning routine. If you develop a routine and do it every morning, you'll have this great sense of peace and you'll just be ready to start your day. Wake up in decent time. Always drink a really tall glass of water first thing in the morning. It's really lovely if you put some lemon in there. Open your blinds, let the sun shine in. This morning I opened up my blinds in my room and I had a view of the river and there was a boat going by and the water was rippling and immediately I thought, ah, oh, peaceful. Do turn on some beautiful classical music while you prepare breakfast. You can do some stretches in there. Dress with care and in suitable attire for the day's activities. The result is a calm, open mind and you are ready to embrace the day. I always suggest attending cultural events. You could attend the theater, ballet, opera, symphony. It's really lovely to dress up with some friends in some fancy, beautiful clothes and go out for an evening, perhaps go out for dinner ahead of time. Before classical shows, there's always, always a pre-show and it's free. And it's about an hour before the show starts and they explain everything that's going to be in the show. If it's an opera, they explain the story. You may even meet one of the singers. If it's the symphony, they will explain the pieces and what the composers were thinking when they composed them. So you are also learning a lot and you're enjoying a really lovely evening out.
Find your personal style. As Anne of Green Gables said, it is ever so much easier to be good when one's clothes are fashionable. Always look your best, whether you are casually at home or going out to buy your groceries, going to school, work, or church. Obviously, the style and cut of your clothes will be different depending on the occasion, but always look your best. Having a grungy day with sweatpants never, ever helped anybody. In fact, there's an actress, Ava Mendez, who was doing an interview with Vanity Fair just a couple of years ago, and they said, do you sit around and wear sweatpants at home? And she looked absolutely shocked and appalled and said, no, 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 no. She said, never, ever wear sweatpants. It's the number one reason of divorce in America. So there you have it. Sweatpants, no. Think of dressing well as being an art. It's a wonderful hobby to have, to think of dressing well. Don't let it vanity take over, but it is important to think of your appearance and that message that you are sending across. It is an art. It's a hobby. It's worthwhile. Don't let it become an obsession. Don't let yourself become vain, but it is a wonderful hobby to have. A recent study said that you should spend 5% of your monthly income on clothes. The way you look and walk creates a lasting first impression, as we have said. Begin by observing the women around you. Take note of what you like, what you don't think would work for your body type. Look at hair, look at color choices, take mental notes, then start imitating the feminine traits that you admire. Think of feminine ways that these women are speaking or eating or their manners at the table or in social interactions. Take note of what is very feminine, what really works, and start putting it into your daily routine. Accentuate your femininity with beautiful, soft, delicate colors, fabrics, and cuts. It's really nice to feel the fabric when you're shopping. Beautiful, soft fabrics are very feminine. They're not masculine. Remember, we want to accentuate what is feminine and the differences between ourselves and men. Think of these beautiful fabrics. Think of these beautiful cuts. Things that are very feminine, not masculine. That's what we want to go for. Men are, in general, angular, square. Women are soft. We have curves. We do want to accentuate these curves, but we don't want to wear tight clothing. How can we do this? We can wear a belt. A belt is a wonderful accessory. It shows off your waist. You might have a big billowy dress. A belt just kind of brings it in and adds that extra touch of femininity. Tuck in your blouse. It can be quite sloppy to have your t-shirt or your blouse billowing out as you walk. If it works for your figure, try it out with different skirts. It's a very polished, nice look to have a tucked in blouse. Search for flowing dresses and skirts. If you're not in the habit of wearing dresses and skirts, try wearing one. See how it feels. Find something that flows, that fits your body. When you walk, it ripples. It's beautiful. It's feminine. Try adding a pair of heels. Don't wear them in public until you've practiced walking in them at home. 
Nylons are very polished. If you're going for a job interview, wear a modest dress that goes at least to your knees, is not low at top, a nice blazer, a pair of heels that you can walk in. They can be the small little kitten heels, but heels are always a good touch if you're going for an interview for a job or you want to create a good impression. Wear nylons. It's that last final touch. It's very classy. They're not comfortable, but do it. Look for rippling, flowing fabrics. If everybody's body type is different, if it's a bit snug in one spot and really loose in another spot, you may want to do some tailoring. If you're skilled with a sewing machine, that's great. You can do your own tailoring at home. If not, find a friend or a nearby seamstress and get it to fit just right. We don't want it to be tight, but we do want it to be fitted. In your closet, go for quality in your clothing, not quantity. We don't need 20 blouses, two or three blouses in different colors that suit your skin tone would be great. A lot of people go by the 10 item wardrobe right now and they would have three or four bottoms, three or four different tops that you can wear all with each other. So that creates a whole bunch of outfits. It's very minimalistic. And for each season, summer, fall, winter, and spring, they have a different 10-item wardrobe. And they really like this minimalistic approach. I was traveling this summer and living out of a suitcase, and I had a 10-item wardrobe. I did not like it. I like having my options. But some people just love this 10-item wardrobe. It may be worth considering, and then you can spend a bit more money on having really nice quality 10 items each, sorry, each season. It's not for everybody, but dare to try some lace or even a ruffle or chiffon or floral patterns. It's the complete opposite of what men wear. It's extremely attractive if it suits your body type. Don't go out and buy, fill your whole closet with them until you see if it does suit you. But they're very feminine, very beautiful if it does suit you. Accessorize. You can buy a lovely scarf and it immediately brightens up an outfit. Not only that, if your top is a little bit low that you wouldn't want to wear it in public because of modesty, put a beautiful scarf around it. Hair accessories. Wear some tasteful jewelry. Your shoes. I love shoes. Have a few good pairs of shoes. Have some flat shoes that will match your feminine outfits. Have some heels, practice walking in them at home. The little kitten heel is really ideal because you can still walk at a normal pace and it's very beautiful. You can get them in shoes in different colors to match your outfits. Don't always go for black. It's nice to have a variety. Handbags can also spice up an outfit. Your hair should always be clean, brushed, soft, and neat. I love dry shampoo. If you've never tried it, I would recommend going to buy a bottle and trying it. You can go a day without washing your hair if you're on the run. Spray this dry shampoo and it adds volume and your hair will look very clean. Be able to style your own hair. Know about two or three different hairstyles that you can go between. 
We don't always want to have the just stepped out of the shower dried hair. It's really nice to know an updo and maybe one or two styles for when it's down. Your perfume can be, should be delicate and mysterious. One or two sprays, you don't want to walk into a room or sit down beside someone and just have them absolutely nauseous for the entire time because of these wafts of perfume that's mixing from one side with the other lady on the other side and then the poor person stuck between. It's not attractive to be to be drowning in scent. Be delicate and mysterious. Your perfume should only be smelt as you walk past and the air moves or if you're very close to someone. It's a mysterious scent is what we want to go for. Skin care. Find a routine for your skin and stick to it. Try to use some natural ingredients. Skin care is very difficult to find what works for your skin. We, some people have very maybe oily prone skin or dry skin. Maybe consult a dermatologist and, or someone in the pharmacy and find a routine and stick to it. It usually takes about three months for a routine to actually show effects. And you don't want to always be slathering scented things on your face. It should be very natural. And moisturizing is huge. Moisturizing morning and night can even help with acne and dry skin. So find a routine, find what works for your skin, and stick to it. In our mannerisms, so that's the way that we're moving hands, be slow, gentle, and elegant. Don't have quick, ha-ha-ha, manly mannerisms. Try to be slower, be graceful. Think of a ballet dancer, long, graceful, lyrical lines. Beautiful. We want to go for beauty. Makeup. Makeup is wonderful. It should enhance your beauty and not cover it. So in your makeup, you don't have to wear it. It is lovely to have makeup, though, that you can feel confident in. Leave the house with a one or two layers of mascara. Use concealer for spots and redness if you use liquid foundation. Powder foundation is very nice because it stays a matte finish. But if you use liquid foundation, do consult a skincare specialist at the makeup counter and find one that matches your skin tone. If your skin is a bit more pink undertones, you don't want to have a foundation that has yellow undertones. It'll look really orange. I'm sure we've all seen women who have orange looking makeup. So do ask advice if you're doing shopping for foundation. It's very important. And um, foundation powder. If you're using liquid foundation, it's very nice to put a very light layer of powder over top to stop the gloss. Blush is lovely. The finish, though, should always be natural, healthy, and glowing. Avoid too much dark eye makeup. Perhaps if you're not sure, have a friend take a picture of you sitting at a distance or a short video clip, and you can be your best judge of what this is doing to your eyes or your face. Find a look that's natural and that accentuates your beauty. Posture. Posture is huge for me as a singer because my body is my instrument. If I'm caved in like this, my lungs can't do anything. Posture is a beautiful thing also. It tells us a lot about a person. If they're kind of nervous, they're really caved in, twisting to the side, or if they're confident and ready to share who they are as a person. 
We must be pure. I do not speak merely of purity of the senses. We must observe great purity in our will, in our intentions, and in all of our actions, said St. Peter Julian Eimard. Engage with those that you're conversing with. Look them in the eye. Stand and walk with grace, elegance, and confidence. Have a straight back. Put your shoulders down and away from your ears. So the sense of your shoulder blades going down at the back. You want a straight line from your shoulders to your hips to your ankles. This is a profile I'm talking about this way. And you should stand with your heels together. Don't stand with your legs planted off to the side. Nice heels together, straight back. Imagine in your seat right now a string at the back of your head and another one at your chin. It opens up your entire chest. It takes pressure off of your neck, pressure off of your shoulders, and it looks tall and beautiful. Open up your chest always, so as you have this imaginary string both ways, your shoulders are down. Fill up your lungs. Actually, as women, we tend to take little tiny fluttering breaths. Fill up your body with air and oxygen. When getting out of a car in a skirt, keep your knees together and swivel outward. Take small steps, especially when you're wearing heels. Do practice wearing your heels at home. And walk with grace. Be tall. Think of being tall and long. You may be the shortest person in the room, but if you have excellent posture, you will look tall and long and lean. It makes you look slimmer to have excellent posture. Avoid the heavy back and forth swaying strut. Avoid swinging your hips and your shoulders. Keep your shoulders back, your chest open, relax your shoulders. Good posture will improve your breathing, make you appear taller and slimmer. And as I said, avoid these harsh, quick hand gestures. We want to be slow and gentle. Facial expression. The eyes are the window to the soul. Just think right now, in general, when sitting in a room perhaps and you didn't know anybody the other day, was your face relaxed, open, and welcoming? Do people get the impression that you don't want to talk to them? Or does your face look open and like you would be friendly and approachable? Do you smile? Do you show joy? Are you able to look people in the eye? When you tell a story, do you involve your whole face? Dare to show your personality in your facial expressions. You can consciously relax your face in stressful situations or when you're feeling nervous or insecure. We have this tendency to frown or have tight lips when we're feeling insecure or if we're stressed. Consciously relax your face. Manners. Don't let your mood dictate your manners. We go through many mood swings in a day as women. It's just part of who we are. Don't let it affect your relationships with other people. Always be polite. Always smile. Always say please and thank you. Always show respect and gratitude. Handwritten notes are wonderful. They should always be encouraged. Just send a quick note to somebody or drop it in their purse. You looked great today. We as women, we have so many emotions, we have so many ups and downs, why not 
be friendly and give a nice compliment to each other. Never, ever use bad language. It dulls your mind to lower things, and we want to keep our minds elevated and concerned with lovely things. Bad language is also very offensive. Always use a napkin, knife, and fork for every meal. Not only will you end up eating less, but you'll appreciate what goes into your body for its nutritional value and the care it took to make it. Dressing well is a form of good manners. Be gracious, kind, courteous, charming, and tasteful. Cultivate a sense of humor. It will really help you get through every day. When dealing with confrontation, be tactful and poised. Speak your opinion, though, but keep it light. Smile. We don't, as a feminine woman, we are soft, we are gentle. We do respect the men in our lives, but in situations, we also have to let our opinion be known. Do it tactfully, do it lightly, smile, and be open to another solution. Just do state your opinion, but be open to other solutions. When spending quality time with people, be present. Put your phone away, listen, and react to what they're saying. Just plain listening and not reacting is not communication. Communication is two ways. You have to give them some feedback at the end. This is a big one for me. If you are invited to anything at all, RSVP, respond. If you don't know what you're doing yet, Send a quick note and say, hey, I'm not sure what I'm going to do that weekend, but I'll be in touch soon. Don't just ignore an invitation. They have taken the time to invite you to do something with them. Do give them the respect of replying in a timely manner. All right. I am running out of time, so I'm just going to jump ahead to tone of voice. Vocal fry is that way of talking like this. Don't do it ever, ever, ever. It's very bad for your vocal folds, and it lowers your IQ way down. So no vocal fry, please. Use a moderate tone of voice. Always be clear and audible. Speak slowly. Have a variety of tone. Raise your voice up and then down. Be interesting. Be gentle, upbeat, and expressive. You should breathe deeply. Use all your resonance chambers. Your chest voice is your deep voice. In your throat, sounds very, very harsh. And nasal voices. So try to use all your resonance chambers so that you're not very nasal or very deep all the time. Do avoid the doomsday sighing voice. Sighing voice. Or the fairy voice that's really high or vulgar loud voice or a dull monotone. Just try to strive for a moderate tone of voice that's audible. Your laugh, too. You should think about your laugh. All right. Personal grooming. Cleanliness is next to godliness. But do not groom in public. Makeup. Brushing your hair, looking in a mirror should only be done in the ladies' room. Do not do it in public. Spend about 10 minutes extra in the morning, if you must, to just leave knowing your hair is good, your makeup is good, you're wearing good clothes. There's no reason for you to look in the mirror then during the day. If you need to go check your teeth after eating or just reapply some makeup, excuse yourself and go to the ladies' room. But constantly checking your appearance is not good for your own self-esteem, and it makes others perceive you as being vain and insecure. 
So spend that extra time in the morning, just five, ten minutes, know that you look presentable, and leave for the day. Don't even think of your appearance after that. Keep your nails tidy, your manicures clean, no chips. Either have nail polish on or off. If it's halfway on, it should be off. We have talked about first impressions, and I just want to finish up by mentioning color palettes. I love color. Try to avoid always wearing black or denim or brown or gray. Those are four colors that men wear as well. We as women want to accentuate our femininity. We can do that through the use of color. It's beautiful, it's lively, you're all young, you should be wearing lots of color. There is something to help you, and it's called The Seasons. And I actually have a stack of pages right there with some books that are interesting on femininity. There is a website that you can go to and find your color palette, and this includes to find your color palette, there's a test that includes your hair color and your eye color. If you have dark hair, you're most likely a winter or an autumn. There's a color palette for both of those. If you have light hair and light eyes, you're going to be a spring or a summer. There are color palettes for those. These are most likely the colors that you've worn one day and people say, wow, that dress really makes your eyes pop. Your skin looks amazing. You're glowing. Think of what you were wearing on that day, do the test, and look at the color palette. It's probably one of your colors. So I ha do have the website on that sheet. Here are a few of the color palettes. And they have pictures of actresses on there. So you can see if your coloring is at all similar to these actresses. Beautiful color palettes. If you wear the wrong colors, it can completely drain your skin of color and people might say, oh, are you feeling okay today? And you might be feeling great, it's just the colors you're wearing are completely draining your coloring. So, this is very, very interesting and I could spend a whole hour on this, but we are out of time. And last but not least, to get to know yourself, there's a wonderful book called The Four Temperaments. I'm sure you've all heard of it at some point, but it is great to know yourself. You can't help yourself until you know yourself. There's the Myers-Briggs test, which is also very interesting. I am friends with a psychologist, though, and he said that there's no actual scientific research to say that the Myers-Briggs is legit. But the Myers-Briggs test is very interesting regardless to help you to get to know yourself. So, I'm going to finish with that. Please do grab a sheet on your way out. It has some very interesting books to read, the color seasons, and clothing websites that have all sorts of beautiful, modest clothing on them. I've got a big list of them here. And I'm going to end with that. Thank you so much. We hope you have enjoyed this presentation brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. We invite you to visit our website www.fatima.org. Immaculate Heart of Mary, ora pro nobis.